Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. This show was created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we are delighted to have alchemical healer and author Charlene Hidalgo on our show. Charlene received her master's in psychology in 1989 from Antioch University in Seattle and has worked as a therapist and public school teacher for over 25 years. She was certified as an alchemical healing teacher and practitioner with Nikki Scully and a member of the Lineage of Thoth. With the help of universal loving energy in its many forms and expressions, she works with physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual issues. Charlene holds, also holds classes and teaches about the Egyptian deities and the healing energies of the temples, tombs, and ancient sites in Egypt, and has led three groups to Egypt in 2012, 2014, and 2017. She runs workshops and retreats in Washington, Oregon, and California, and offers classes on alchemical healing and a year-long study apprentice program that works with the Celtic Tree Calendar and Native European spirituality. All people have inherent healing abilities that for the most part are not recognized or acknowledged in our culture. Alchemy is the process of turning the base substance of who we are, the dark mystery of our subconscious, into the alchemical gold of knowledge and enlightenment. Alchemical healing provides ways to weave spirit and matter, to develop communications between divinity and humanity, to retrieve knowledge, and to transform magical experiences into wisdom in order to skillfully influence physical reality and achieve healing. In alchemical healing, the fusion of diverse and innovative techniques of shamanism with energetic healing and the principles of alchemy creates a form that is practical and applicable in today's world for physical healing, therapeutic counseling, and spiritual growth. The goals of this discipline are the reawakening of our inherent healing powers and our transformation into a higher awareness of our potential to navigate the mysteries of life. Alchemical healing is both a school of knowledge and a spiritual path to an enlightened state of presence. So everybody stay tuned for more of this exciting show. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing. 
so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month at noon on every second Sunday on KBKW. And we're excited to announce our show is taken to the international airwaves every second Sunday as well on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM from 9 to 10 p.m. Cape Town time. Today we have the pleasure of having a chemical healer and author, Charlene Hidalgo, on our show. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Charlene. Hi, can you hear me? We, we can, can hear you loud and clear. Great. How are you doing? Okay, I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's oh, really fun. It's our pleasure having you. Um, I'm curious, were you always interested in healing modalities and spirituality? Oh, and spirituality, for sure, not religion. Um, I always was interested when people were unhappy or sad, you know, because I could feel their um, the vibe vibrations around them, but I didn't. And I, I felt like, you know, I could cheer them up or I could listen to their stories. Um, but in terms of the actually physical healing, that's something that I came to, oh, wow, just in my 50s. Did you know what was happening when you could feel other people's energy or emotions? No, I thought that was normal human yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, closer to your fifties, because you you were yeah. a, you were a school teacher and uh, psychologist. Yeah, I taught dropout kids for a long time. So, um, and then I went to school in psychology and worked as a therapist. And then when I stopped teaching, um, I was able to start teaching Nikki's work. And and uh, yeah. So I, how, how long have you how long have you been an alchemical healer? Since two thousand and six. Got it. So quite a long time, and then teaching teaching alchemy 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 all that <laughs> in all that That's time. A tongue twister. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. Um, and before when I met, I met her at a Women of Wisdom conference here in Seattle, and she did a, a guided journey, which, which is part of the work where we kind of go into the imagination and meet up with helpers. And I really experienced physically what she was taking us through, which is why I kind of woke up to that this is work I would like to do because I had an actual physical response to a healing that she was taking us through. And then um, I studied with her. She lives in Eugene. So I went down and she's so generous. You can go down there and, you know, at that time we could go down and stay with her um, for, I think it was three different weekends because there's three different trainings. And then I took the trainings one more time because it, I'm such a um, in the mind person. I wanted to really, understand what was going on and feel like it was real mm -hmm. <laughs> and I needed to see that over and over and over again to get over my skepticism the repetition <laughs> yeah and and just to see kind of the miracles that happened and and um and have that work on me and then after I finished with it with her classes twice I did um healings for free for a year for the same reason Okay. I wanted to get the, working with other realms, working with um, the etheric dimension, kind of as just part of my repertoire, of just part of being normal for me. And then I started teaching and then I started charging <laughs> um, for my work because that's because that's what I needed to do. Not everybody does that. Right. But, so yeah. can, I, can I ask you, can you lay a little bit of the foundation for for us and our listeners as far as how did Nikki Scully come about alchemical healing? Uh, she, she traveled to Egypt. She, her partner at the time was managed the Grateful Dead. She had some very healing experiences, energetic experiences with healing occur when she was in, in Egypt and she felt a strong affinity. So when she came home, um, she studied uh, 
Reiki and and her Reiki teacher felt like she was more of a shaman. Mm-hmm. So she studied Huna. And then she started teaching classes and a lot of the Egyptian gods and goddesses and, and totem helpers would show up in healing. And that's kind of how she put together the work. And what's really cool, something very great that Nikki did, she wrote this book called Alchemical Healing, A Guide to Spiritual, Physical, and Transformational Medicine, and put all of her teaching in the book. Mm. So people can buy the book and work through it and take the initiations in the book step by step. And so that if they can't get to a teacher, they can still do it. So she really made this body of work accessible to people. I mean, it's great to have a teacher, but it's all in the book. Right. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) So how would you describe alchemical healing for our listeners? Well, it's an art form, so no healing is going to be the same. It's nothing you, I have to trust. I call, I usually will um, um, do a heart breath with, where I call energy from the earth and energy from above to our hearts with the person that I'm working with so we get in sort of the same bubble. Um, I know it's protected because for 30 years we've had Anubis and Thoth uh, and Wajet, who's the cobra goddess, help us navigate the etheric realm. So when we travel in our light body, like when we're, we're dreaming or like uh, when we're doing a guided imagery, we're protected. Mm. So I really like that because I feel very safe when I go into these realms and work with people. And so in a way, we enter an imaginal field where we take a look at what the problem is or what the matter is and we we can affect it through intention and our attention and so we never know what will show up um, a person may start to tell me what what's on their mind whether it's a relationship or a physical thing or an emotional um, situation situation at work or whatever so that's the matter and then we wait and see what shows up and sometimes it'll be a totem helper. Sometimes it'll be a god or goddess. Could be from any place on the planet. It could be a place. It could be um, one of the elements. It could be water or fire, akasha, which is spiritual energy, um, earth energy, air energy that might help us, um, color. And then we, use, we always use a plant helper the etheric energy of a particular plant. And these kind of show up. It it could also be maybe um, a person that's passed on um, who has a message. It could be a tree. I mean, it's it's very creative, but what I have come to understand is that whatever shows up for that person is on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a painting. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, work of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, as you were talking about like being protected and having intention, and then you mm-hmm. also mentioned earlier how, you know, you had your experience with Nikki and you really felt it. So I'm curious, when you're doing your work, how are you validating? Is it that you feel these things as you're, as you're creating these intentions or as you're working with these different elements or beings? Yeah, well, part of the initiation opens up the palms of the hands and the palms of the feet. And also every finger, thumb, uh, thumb is water, uh, next finger is fire, middle finger is akasha, uh, ring finger is earth, little finger is air. I might get a vibration like my finger will kind of tingle. So if it's air... I might, air will maybe need to come in. If it's fire, maybe we're dealing with anger or maybe I need some heat to the situation. If it's water, maybe we need to clean and wash. Um, So I really pay attention to my hands when I'm starting to work with somebody. When we first open up and they're starting to talk to me, I'll I'll experience in my fingers. Um, Sometimes I have to wait. Sometimes I don't know. So I just wait and I ask the helpers to show me something. And usually I'll see something or the person I'm working with will 
have a sense of something or have a memory or have a thought. So it's kind of a dance or dialogue between my helpers and my clients helpers. Um, and, but we're definitely involved in um, the unseen realm as well as, as here in the everyday. So it's a, uh, that's why I say it took me a while to really understand it, trust it and, and um, feel safe with it. Yeah, it sounds like it's so much of it is an intuitive process that you're learning. Yeah. And so I would imagine she's teaching you the basics. <laughs> and then as you mentioned, you know, you spent a year practicing and practicing and trying to like hone these skills of the feeling and the intuition. I just needed to see that it worked. Yeah. I needed, you know, I needed it validated and it was every time. I mean, it's just it's just such an amazing thing. Can I give you an example? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. I had a couple, I had a woman come to me who was having relational problems. So she finally got her husband to come with her. And they were a young couple. And he had, uh, when he was younger, been uh, in a gang. So he had a lot of anger. And that was the problem in the relationship, this, this anger that would show up and that would frighten her. So he was pretty skeptical of the whole thing, and but he he came anyway and I asked them to close their eyes and we did a little guided meditation. And then um, I asked, I said, let's, let's just wait. And you tell me if you see anything. And he was quite surprised. He said, Oh yeah, I see something. And I said, what is it? And he said, well, I'm in the jungle and there's a really huge gorilla in front of me with his gorilla family. And then he said, I said, okay, so, so let's follow that. What's happening next? And he said, well, the gorilla stand in, stands, is standing up on his legs and beating his chest and making a huge roar. Only the problem is he's doing it at his family. Mm -hmm. And then he opened his eyes and he went, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing. Mm. Wow. And he was just shaken. It was like he saw something that he knew wasn't supposed to be happening. It's like that gorilla is there to protect, but not to frighten the family and something. And just by that interaction, he changed. Yeah. He had a realization. That, I, that I, even if I had spoken that to him, he wouldn't have gotten it in the same way. Right. He needed to have the awareness. And himself. it was his, it came from his, it came from within him. It's what he saw. It's what his um, unconscious and his healing uh, psyche provided. Yeah, you just created the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was quite surprised because um, gorillas only showed up a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Charlene, I wanted to go back to the actual process of alchemical yeah. healing. Um, and I know you had mentioned Reiki and the similarities in that. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Reiki master myself. But we are told we can't touch the person unless, of course, we have a massage license or sex license or we're an ordained minister. Um, is it the same for alchemical healing? Yeah, we don't put our hands on them. Okay. It's above, it's about, we work about six inches above the body. And we always ask for permission. You like, like, um, I, I'll say, oh, a spider is here and wants to reweave that, that, hernia gasket mm -hmm. is that okay with you if 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 uh if spider comes and helps you with that or um so i always ask and then some people go no i don't really like spiders so i'll say okay <laughs> then we wait for something else to, to, to do it you know um but yeah we always ask for permission and it's not we don't touch so much like Reiki too, you're, it's universal life energy that, and, and you're making it open to, and available for everyone. And so are you acting then as a conduit and kind of plugging into that space? Yeah, it's coming through my hands. Yes. And then you're stimulating the awareness because that's really what they need from the session is the awareness of it. Is that correct? Well, I'm thinking... Well, they'll feel the energy. Yeah. Probably most people can feel the energy um, and the awareness. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, some of it is insight too. It's it's um, it since it comes in different 
what are the channels like if you see or you hear right the clarity smell you know you sense or you imagine it can come in any of those ways um yeah and similar to reiki are there symbols involved there's just there's the five elements there are so there's um and they're in the book they're easy but it's like you know water is a semicircle. I think fire is a down triangle that's red. Akasha is a the viscous shape. Um, earth is finger is the earth is the uh, ring finger, which is a square, and the little finger is a circle. It's a blue circle. So that's all. Yeah, and you draw. So let's say if I want air, let's say um, somebody's just stuck. I might um, make the symbol of air and put my little fingers into that circle to bring air forward and put it and bring and direct the air to the situation to see if we can get it to be a little bit more fluid, like blow a little air into it to, to allow it to have some space, to become more spacious instead of so stuck. That's one thing. Um, air can lighten things up. And you know which element to use based on you said which finger is vibrating. Is that correct? Or yes, or or just my intuition. Okay. I mean, if I know if I'm working with an infection, I kind of want to wash it with water. Yeah. I want to use a plant helper, and I, I like to you know. So there's some things that you would just do if you were if you were at home and you cut yourself or something. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's it's it's like a toolkit. You have a whole. <laughs> actually, I think um, Nikki calls it Reiki with tools. Interesting. Yeah, I believe Reiki is kind of a gateway. It's the gateway yeah. modality. But I don't really know Reiki, so yeah, I've only learned this. So what sorts of issues do you, um, the clients come to you for? Um, relational, like I, like I explained. Um, physical. Um, worry. Um, everything. It's really open. Spiritual. Does, emotional does it usually yeah. take multiple sessions like how often do people no it doesn't usually we can we can um address something in that in that session now you had also mentioned to us early on that um you have seen patients with cancer or terminal illness where that were kind of about to cross over mm-hmm. so that's something else that this modality is really helpful for yeah it's um they came to me so they would feel calmer and more at peace. So um, Akasha, which is um, pure spirit, we, we call Akasha. I bring Akasha to them and, and Akasha um, sort of covers them in a blanket of comfort. And um, I think I told you, I remember one woman who would come because it was one of the times when she could fall asleep hmm. in the hour that she came to me. And it would, and also a cautious kind of like absorbent, so it can take out the angst and the worry and other people's worry, and just and just um, just allow the being for that hour of time. I'm curious, does it last beyond the session? No, probably not. Um, the healing would continue, but we want. I mean, Akasha is really spacey. You know, it's like being in the ether. So we want to ground and center. And I always disconnect when I'm done. So I clap my hands. And um, so I, when, the, when the healing is done and we give our gratitude, which is always part of it, then I want to make sure my client is grounded. Mm-hmm. And Akasha is kind of like the most spacey. So um, it doesn't mean that healing won't continue or that information won't continue to come. It's kind of like the the um, person who's come has now got the attention of the universe for help. <laughs> got it. You know, they got yeah. the signal, the that's, phone set up. <laughs> that's the best number to call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of, but I, I want to make sure that, that the person is grounded and yeah, that's can smart. get home safely. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> well, well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stay tuned for more Go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. 
This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram and check out our podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, we have the pleasure of having alchemical healer and author Charlene Hidalgo on our show. So, Charlene, I wanted you to kind of talk about Rory and I had our own experience with you. And I think as you were talking about different clarities come in for different people and as to how they experience it. And so Rory's more of a feeler. He's very feely. (laughs) And I'm more of a seer and a hear as well. And then feeling is kind of the last one for me. So um, what would you say about us? Ooh, what would I say about you? Our well, sessions well, that you well, experienced. Well, real quick, real quick, I'm <laughs> I'm curious. Like, do people do people normally feel and have experiences when they come to see you? And it sounds like yes, from what you've described. Like everybody kind of either has a vision, vision something comes yeah. to them, or you mentioned that people can feel stuff. So it sounds like that's pretty consistent. Uh, do you ever have people that have no? They're very stoic. Yeah, they just don't. (laughs) You know, in in maybe in all these years, working with hundreds of people, maybe I've had two people who didn't who didn't respond to it. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's fine. Um, Most people, like I said, will. Let's say nothing's happening. Um, I will often see something when nothing's happening. I'm thinking of a a guy who was having trouble with his shoulder and his, uh, I saw somebody swimming, an older man swimming. And I asked him, who's the swimmer? Who's the older man who's a swimmer? And my friend said, oh, that's my father. And I said, well, tell me a little bit about him. So we talked about the relationship. And um, just, it's really interesting when something like that comes up, maybe the pain, I think it was shoulder, his you know how, like, when you swim, you go, your arms are going oh, yeah. over and over? Yeah. So he's talking about his shoulder pain. And then when we talked about his dad, the pain went away. Did you, so did you know why? That's sort of weird, <laughs> but it's kind yeah. of like, like sometimes it's, a, it's attached to something. It's seeking a message or it just wants to be listened to. Not everything, but just in this case, yeah. um, nothing was really happening. So I I saw and then shared that, and then that kind of kicked things off. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine a lot of the process is that people have to come in and be open, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and it takes a little time. Usually, even energy wise, if I if I'm gonna, I want to just sort of sense their body, what's going on. I feel nothing, and then I usually will say. Well, just to let you know, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to push anything on you. Nothing's going to be done. I'm just saying hello to your body. And then all of a sudden, I'll feel their energy. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it, it certainly people need will want to feel safe. And I just try to create that. And eventually that occurs. And it's usually pretty happens in a very quickly. Got it. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, I definitely 
as Sakura said, like I feel things, and that's part of the way that I validate, right? When I whenever I see people, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm very sensitive to energy, and I felt the energy right away. Uh, but I I didn't see anything because I that's just not my thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, but you did, right? So yeah, and and it's not usually my thing either. But it will happen when the when the client isn't seeing it, it, it when it's not happening. Curious. Who Plus, it was right. It was right there. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious who your totem was, Rory. Do you remember who is? Uh, I had a few. Right? Oh, you had a few. I had elves. Okay. And I had a gorilla. You had a gorilla? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a little jealous. That's why I was. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that as you were talking. <laughs> I thought only I get gorillas. Well, I think it's you're the second person. Hmm. Well, okay, I feel better now. I had yeah. ISIS. So, oh, that's you know. not even. Let's stop comparing. That's not fair. Anyways, I wanted to share our sessions with you, with the audience because, um, but because we did have different experiences. So, yeah, as we usually do. Yeah, exactly. So now you did it remotely for us, and is that something you had always done, or because of COVID had to kind of shift gears? Because of COVID, but I but I always did it over the phone too. Okay. And it worked even better, I'd say. Really? So having video, you you don't appreciate the, the, being able to see the client like it was better. You don't. I don't need to. It makes it almost. It makes the imaginal realm oh, a little stronger because you can't use your eyes. Mm. But don't you find they're less distracted? If I mean, if you're on the phone, I feel like your client can go be. Text yeah, they messaging. could be doing the laundry. Hey, make them sit down. I don't know. I make them sit down in front of me and stay there like as if I'm just like knee to knee, mm-hmm. right, right in front of them. And I tell them, you know, like I'm right in front of your cheek or I'm on your right side or I mean, I keep them with me right, okay. as I'm going through it. So now you can do this on yourself, right? Everybody can do alchemical healing on their, on their own yeah. self. Yeah. Okay. So how have you used alchemical healing personally? Well, when I was going through menopause, I used water and then uh, ice to cool the, you know, just imagining using, creating, going into water, having water, having it ice water, and then using that on my, through my hands to cool me down. That's just practical. Okay. And you had mentioned um, to us a story about your ankle even. Was it your ankle? Yeah, I fell down some stairs really late at night going to turn off the light or something and turned my ankle and took the boot off and it was turning blue. It was really sore. And so I put, went to, but it was so late. So I went to bed and put a little ice on it, but did some alchemical healing, taking out the energy, putting in a plant helper for the inflammation and then um, adding the energy of just the universal life force with the intention of healing mm. and went to bed. And when I woke up, my ankle was fine and it wasn't turned and it wasn't blue, but I knew I was going to wake up with a really, really sore, twisted, swollen ankle. So I was quite shocked. Mm. And I remember saying to my husband, did that really happen? <laughs> I mean, it didn't you did you see it too and he said yeah so that sometimes um it's kind of su- it's surprising it still surprises you yeah it still saying? surprises me <laughs> so so tell us do you work on your family members too yeah um especially at the beginning you know when I was first practicing mm-hmm. um I, I was talking about spider when my husband uh had a um a gasket put into for a What's that with the intestines when it pops out? I forget. Mm. Hernia. Oh, hernia. And I invited Spider to go in and knit uh, knit that, like sew that back together. Mm. And he felt, and I said, tell me what's happening. I often do this asking questions because it really gets the person involved. And the more that they can see and feel and know and sense, the more the healing uh, is activated. So I said, tell me what you're feeling. So he said, I feel this little tingling and I'm just imagining this little creature, you know, sewing the thread, going through and I'm feeling that and I'm feeling it. So he did that. And and then, um, you know, at the end we put in universal life force and we think spider, but, and then he was fine. You know how, when you're not in pain, you forget that you had it. Yeah. 
I mean, he just went on with his life and we didn't talk about it again. Wow. <laughs> so your family members and other people have to agree to the session then. You said it, it helps for them to be aware of what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I need their permission. Okay. I mean, if I was driving by a car accident and somebody was hurt, I mean, I might put my hands there and just send them universal life force, mm. you know, but um, I wouldn't, I, I won't, I don't impose it upon anybody. Well, it's not like it's a bad thing. I mean, you you can <laughs> no, impose on us right now. We're okay. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> and another thing is you don't say, well, I'm going to I'm going to try to get, you know, I'm going to try to change that person's mind or something. It's not like that kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, so you're yeah. also a teacher. Yeah, I, I've taught alchemical healing for a long time. I love teaching it. Um, there's one, two and three. And Nikki used to teach three, but she's kind of in retirement right now. So uh, that's advanced alchemy, but that's also in the book. Um, and I, I'm having a lot of younger students, which is really cool for me, you know, in their 20s, which I, I mean, I, before the, before we were forced to stay at home. And one thing I can say about doing the work is everybody who's taken a class, who's gone through the series of classes, um, really comes to their own work. It sort of allows them to move above and beyond. Some stay with alchemical healing, but many go on to, to um, find their own unique work. And that is really cool to see. It's like an empowering, I think aligning with the universe and seeing how really um, amazing we are and how creative and um, expansive is really helpful. So you said you teach one, two, and three, or that's only three? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do teach three now. Okay, and how long are these courses? They can be uh, a weekend, one a weekend, two a weekend, three a weekend, or, but I like to do them um, in series of five weeks because I like people to, to practice in between and take, have time to kind of digest what's going on. Hmm. Um, and, you know, in the Seattle area, I usually work out of my home, so it's pretty easy to do that. But I've done it both ways. Got it. Have you found it helpful if someone has already taken Reiki? No. No. Doesn't, okay. It doesn't matter. Mm -mm. But it sounds like this could this be. This is like, I know nothing about Reiki. Yeah, it's very similar as you talk yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, sounds. but I know lots of people who do it, mm -hmm. so... So how uh, many teachers do you think there are worldwide? I think there's 14. Oh, 14 wow. or 15. That's it. And then, yeah, and then there's members of the lineage of the Thoth lineage as well who know about it but don't teach it. Yeah, so what does the Thoth lineage mean? Um, it comes through Nikki. It's an initiation process. Um, I think it's a, just a gathering of like-minded people that were drawn to her work and uh, support her and... Um, how would uh, share the wisdom of Thoth. And Thoth is? Thoth is uh, the ibis-headed god of, uh, in Egypt of wisdom, medicine, language, writing, um, and wisdom. And so he's uh, one of the primary gods. And he's the master teacher of this work. So has there been any evidence of this healing in anything written in Egypt? Have you found anything? Wow, that's a great question. Or we're about to find out something. <laughs> <laughs> we're always finding out new things, new yeah, discoveries. Yeah, I'm thinking it's that Egypt is the generator and the, and the um, temples there and the wisdom, the ancient wisdom teaching is full of this, is about this. And um, so when you go to Egypt, you'll have healing experiences and each temple has a different teaching with a different set of gods and goddesses. So this is source, this work is sourced in there. Egypt is seems big, even, you know, even bigger or like the beginning or, or um, the possibility. 
Yeah, it sounds like she just tapped into something that was already there and has brought it forward and documented yeah, sure, it. Is, yeah. now, is now teaching people. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to take another break, but stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having alchemical healer and author, Charlene Hidalgo, on our show. So, Charlene, tell us about your new book you just wrote. What, it's, what is oh. it about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's called The Pharaoh's Daughter, A Spiritual Sojourn, The Healing Power of Past, Present, and Future Lives in Egypt. So, it's kind of a multi-part book because it has many things in it, but it's about reincarnation and um, Iput, daughter of the uh, fifth pharaoh, fifth dynasty pharaoh, Unas, um, and a little bit of her life, and then how it affects a modern-day woman who remembers her life as Iput. Mm. And um, there's healing that comes forward from some of the tragedy that occurred. So it's a, it's a story of forgiveness through time. Is it not a biography? And, no. <laughs> Well, does she know? (laughs) And it's also about a scroll found in the desert that says a lot about the pyramid text and their meaning and Mm. about um, a future warning from the goddess Sekhmet for the people of the earth. So it has some very interesting twists and turns, but it's mostly a story of forgiveness. And when there's a an event that's happened in a lifetime sometimes it can't get healed until it shows up in another reincarn another incarnation so it's about that and this is your first and fiction book right my first fiction book and it kind of wrote itself hmm. yeah that was my next question like Channeled what, it what in. was the inspiration to even start to do a fiction book when you haven't done one before um i was waiting if i started in 2010 i missed egypt a whole lot um, I was waiting on 
my book that I was writing about Mr. Nazmi, who, who uh, creates the spiritual journeys there in Egypt and about the healing power of the temples and tombs. And I, the manuscript wasn't coming back to me quick enough. So I did this kind of to keep myself sane. Hmm. And then during this last period of having to stay home, I realized I could actually get it done. <laughs> Yeah, great use of time. Yeah, I love how productive a lot of people have actually been. Yeah, so it just feels like a, a completion. And there's also kind of a, Egypt did steal my heart. And Egypt did sort of make me sad when I was here at home. I missed it so much. But so by writing that book and finally completing it, it's kind of lo- it's kind of doesn't have the same hold on me. It's like I completed something. Mm. Full circle. Whether it was for whether it is truly Iput's story, um, as the daughter of a pharaoh, I only had inklings that that I could remember, and and so it is fiction, but um, it also feels real. Yeah. So, when was your first time in Egypt? Uh, two thousand and seven. Uh, and were there temples and pyramids that you got into that other tourists? Don't get to see. Yeah, that that's why this book it's called Nazmi. Love is my religion. Um, people can see that if they go to my um, page on Amazon, just with my name, they'll see how that's spelled because Nazmi is kind of an unusual name. He he, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, started working with the government to arrange alone time in the temples and tombs for special pil- pilgrimages. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I got to go into those places with 10 people, which usually are filled with tourists, thousands and thousands of tourists. So to have a two hour time in the Great Pyramid alone for a ceremony, two hour time at the Temple of Philae, which is Isis's temple, alone time at some of the other uh, temples. They try to to get us there before and after groups. Alone time in the Pyramid of Unis, which I write about in my the Pharaoh's Daughter book, uh, really make all the difference. And the tombs and temples shut down with all the people in there looking, but when you're there in a sacred manner, they open their energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he and was so he was the basically the the reason that that this is now accessible. He is. He saw he saw the effect that these places could have in people. He was especially interested in having Westerners come there to that Muslim country and feel safe and have that healing get us out of our heads and into our hearts. He did it on purpose. It was his life's work. Mm. So that's why I wrote the book about him. But it also talks, the book Nazmi, Love is My Religion, because it also talks about the healing power of those temples. And a lot of the different people who traveled with him and brought groups like Greg Braden and um, Nikki Scully and others is in that book. So that's a that's a really interesting book, too. Mm. I'm really jealous of both you and Rory because you both have been to Egypt and have witnessed rituals and all of that. Yeah, sacred I healing. feel like I need to personally thank him. Yeah. So yeah, he died in 1918. So you have to do it in spirit. OK, oh. OK. I mean, in 2018, not 1918. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Maybe yeah. he's- <laughs> that was a long time ago. So and, and you had mentioned that Egypt really just breaks down all the barriers and all the walls. And that's why you would recommend everyone go there. Is that correct? Yeah. People say it's worth like 30 years of therapy. Hmm. I mean, it's just it's just it just can happen so quickly for people. Not at every site. You know, everybody has their own special places where things happen. Some people go into one temple and not like it at all and want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Some people will remember past life experiences, but there's just this, it's just an aura of healing. There's a lot of love, uh, appreciation, upliftment, um, strength, encouragement. That's Nothing like it. Do you Nothing see yourself like getting back there anytime soon? Wow. Well, it won't be, a, it'll probably be a couple of years till all this. Yeah, uh, subsides. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Wonderful. I hope I can. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, so how can our listeners learn more about you and contact you? Well, um, I have a website, which is alchemicalhealingarts.com. They can go to um, Amazon. Um, I have a author's page. So that gives information about how to get hold of me. Um, 
I have a Facebook uh, Alchemical Healing Arts page or a Nazmi Love is My Religion page. And that has my um, email and all that information. If people want to contact me, I'm fine for them to do that. <laughs> well, wonderful. Thank you again for being here today. Yes, thank you so much. It was just really fun. And thank <laughs> you for, for being interested and helping me to remember what I do since I've been on sabbatical. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we can talk about Egypt all day. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you again. And we also like to thank Eric, our super duper producer, you, the listener, KKNW, KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, as well as our newest affiliate, 88.5 FM Zone Radio in Cape Town, South Africa. Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts. Did you love the show? Let us know and follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 to 3 p.m. and on every second Sunday on KBKW at 12 to 1 p.m. from our Go Beyond the Veil where we we make make spiritual spiritual sense. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A, care.com.